Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, I know I haven't even put the information out. I have not tagged individuals. And now you're probably looking at me on Facebook Live saying, Jeanette, we didn't even know what the show was even about today. So we're going to just, you know, just uh, they say when you know better, you do better. And Lord knows I know better. And I keep saying I'm going to stop procrastinating. But for some reason, none of my stuff wants to work. But that's okay because I am still here and I am doing my best to make sure that I provide you guys with the information as it relates to today's topic. Now, with the holidays approaching, we just finished Thanksgiving. Now we're getting ready for Christmas. Many individuals are kind of feeling the holiday blues. Many individuals are dealing with relationship issues. And a lot of individuals are dealing with what we call unresolved trauma or things that may have happened in their life. So we're going to be talking about that as a lot of this kind of ties into each other. As today's topic is entitled, Loving a Broken Person. Now, we're not going to be just putting people's business out there, pointing a finger, blaming individuals for how we feel, or making individuals responsible for some of the the relationships that we get ourselves involved in. Because sometimes individuals may not realize it, but we are creatures of habit, and we all want to feel good. We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. When we start talking about being broken and brokenness, and where does that even come from? How do a person even become broken? Now, I put on, as I was putting this information out, at the, like I said, the last minute, relationships can already be difficult within itself. Whether you're talking about a relationship with your children, relationships with your parents, relationships even with a friend, a coworker, or someone that you are in an intimate partner relationship with because there's different types of relationships. So because it can be difficult, it can present its share of challenges. We've heard the saying that hurt people hurt other people, and we also know that we all come with a past. We all come with our own share of experiences and things that have happened to us. But the problem is such can still present as one connects with another. Meaning, when I bring my package and my baggage into somebody else's presence, am I blessing them, or am I being more of a burden on them, or are they able to see through my mess, or am I projecting my mess onto them? Now, based on what has happened to a person in the past, the relationship, the scars, the experience, the brokenness, it can be healed if you want it to be healed. You know, sometimes we say even with family members, I love you from a distance, or I can't deal with some of the, we used to call them messy, or we used to call people Trump, drama queen. What does that really mean if you're a drama queen or if you're messy? What does it mean to be a broken person? Now, I'm sitting here as I'm talking, trying to Google and do all this stuff because I want to make sure that I am providing you with information, not only from what Jeanette say. With some of the things in research and information that has definitely been documented, because like I said, there is help available. And a lot of times individuals don't even know how to even go about getting help, where to start, or don't even want to talk about it in some cases. You know, I used to listen to my, I call her my therapist, my co-therapist, my sister from with another mother. She used to tell me, Janae, you're a hot mess. I said, like, what's that supposed to mean? I thought it was normal. I thought this is just the way people were supposed to be. Now, my question is, and when we start talking about these different things, and if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call, 516-387-1914. Because I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want you to share your experiences. And if you are in a relationship to where you're giving, we talk about codependency. We talk about individuals that are people pleasers. We talk about all these individuals that are narcissistic. We talk about all these different things, but yet individuals don't know what to do or how to even engage with those type of relationships. Now, one of the things that I'm looking at, and this is, 
Can you love someone who is broken? And we know that there's different types of love. In any case, that most broken individuals still have work to do before they can love someone in a healthy relationship. But are, is that person really willing to do work? And it doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, bring up their past. Hi, Mother Perkins. Mother Perkins, you know you can call in because we're talking about loving a broken person. And you know there's a lot of individuals that have broken spirits, that have been hurt, have been wounded in a relationship. Sometimes we try to ignore some things, but some things we just cannot ignore because it can play a role in how we interact with them and how sometimes it, it kind of makes us feel about ourselves because that person may be broken. And like I said, they may have work to do before they can be in a healthy relationship with someone else. And if you are a complete person, doesn't mean you're perfect, but a complete person means you've done your work, you've been through some things, life has beat you up, beat you down. Not you. I tell people all the time, and yeah, y'all know I got a new hairdo. I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. So when we start talking about that brokenness, it's like Humpty Dumpty. When Humpty Dumpty, when they put it back together again, he probably still has some scars of who pushed him off that doggone wall. But by that same token, that don't mean he got to go push somebody else off the wall. So if you're a complete person and you try to love a broken person, it's going to be get to the point where sometimes most people become frustrated. You can become easily frustrated irritated, agitated, because you see that they hurt. You don't want to re-victimize the person, but it's like, what do you do with your frustration? And if you are trying to engage in a committed relationship, it's like, can they even really commit? Do they want to commit? Or are they projecting the stuff on to you? Now, I've said that, and many of you know, that, yes, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I work with individuals from all walks of life, whether it's dealing with an intimate partner relationship, a work relationship, mental health issues. You know, I address a lot of different subjects, a lot of different topics. But the brokenness often seems to come up because individuals talk about their past and things that have happened to them. So let me log on my first caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Love Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ended in six four. Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. How yes, are you I'm doing? Here. Okay. I'm doing well. How so are you? when we talk about loving a broken person, what comes to your mind when you're talking about first we all love differently. We all have different love languages. We talk about a broken person and this is not to put nobody down, beat nobody up. It's to, to kind of try to help them with some of the scars that they may be having or experiencing and taking into a relationship with another person, whether it's within a family, dating, work, even dealing with your neighbors. You know, I remember growing up, we had neighbors that were just straight mean. And I used to be like, why is that person so mean? I didn't even know what the term broken even meant. I didn't even realize that they may have been through some things, experienced some things in life. But what comes to your mind when we talk about loving a broken person? Um. Maybe first putting yourself in their position and maybe try and get an understanding of how and why they're broken and mm-hmm. um, meeting them where they are in their brokenness and just showing compassion and love. Um, yeah. Now, some things, and um, cousin, you didn't say your name, but sometimes when we talk about meeting a person where they are, Sometimes individuals come from all walks of life. We have individuals that are givers. We have people that are takers. We have sometimes individuals that are enablers. Some individuals become codependent. You may not always be able to understand what a person has been through because you may not have experienced that. You know, I've worked with individuals, and I'm going to use this as an example. I've worked with individuals that may have come from poverty. And they may be afraid to be poor again or have to go through that lifestyle again. And yet some of the challenges that they experience as a child may be taken into their relationship or their marriage, and yet they never healed and got through that brokenness. Now, the person that they may be with may not understand what it may like be like to have lived 
the lifestyle that they live. It doesn't mean that they're going to to understand it, but at least just know that it's there and that fear is there. Sometimes, a lot of times, individuals don't even want to share or talk about these things because, one, sometimes people will throw it back up in their face. Two, just because you don't understand doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Three, we got to realize that we're not responsible for everybody else's pain, but you part of it is, and I like what you said, you still got to love them, but you got to also show some, some, so show some consistency. Because they may think you're going to break them even more. And they can make the relationship very challenging. Right. And then also at the same token, you can't really, you can't, you can only coddle them to a certain degree because then it becomes a burden on you when you're trying to help someone and fix someone and they're using it as a crutch. So if you're dealing with Uh someone who's using their situations as a crutch and and they're not trying to dig up out of that hole, then you're going to be suppressing yourself as well. So I just feel like um, just depending on who the individual is, like you have to know when when to – I don't really want to use the word give up on them, but when to kind of pull back because then, if not, then you can start drowning in in their, you know, situation, if that makes sense. Even for there are some people who, who, no matter what, no matter how many people try to help them, they always still have that negative fear, that negative energy, like the victim mentality. So you're dealing with someone who's going to, no matter how much you help them, how much you try to pour into them, they're going to still have that victim mentality, then it's almost like beating a dead horse. So you have to know when to pull back as well. Correct. Correct. And the thing is this, you don't want to put them down because of their brokenness, but by that same token, you have to identify it and say, you know, I'll I'll ask the person, who hurt you? And if they can tell me who, then I can say, well, how did they hurt you? And a lot of times individuals don't know how to let that brokenness go. And brokenness can present itself in a whole lot of ways. I just use poverty. I haven't even talked about, you know, past betrayal, infidelity, abandonment issues. There's a lot of ways that individuals can present their brokenness. Now, I'm looking at something, and it indicates, and it's with an article, and it's about goodmanproject.com. Because I didn't want to talk about loving a broken woman or loving a broken man or make it more gender-specific because things happen to people throughout their lives. And one of the things it says is we can't help whom we love and when we love them. Some people say that, but sometimes it's like I remember being a kid and I would bring friends home, and my mother would look at that friend and be like, baby, that's not your friend. Yeah. And I, I shared on the air before about I'll never forget my mother taught me a very valuable life lesson of a young lady that came to my birthday party, and she was the first one there, the first, the, the last one to leave, and I was missing $13, and my mother said, your friend stole your money. And I'm like, no, she didn't. She helped me look for it. Don't you think she know where it is? <laughs> so yeah. that, child may, that child may have not, parents may have never given them a birthday party before. That child, I didn't know. So I can truly say that my mother taught me a lot about people, but I also knew she was broken too and projected that. And that's one of the things that talking about this today, especially during the holiday season, is we have a lot of individuals that are going through some things and they're looking for love, they're in relationships with individuals that are struggling with making commitments or say that they want a commitment but don't know how to be committed and just dealing with this this brokenness. So it goes back to when I said we can't help when we love and when we love them, but we do need to be more mindful with who we connect ourselves with. We really do. You know, you don't want to be playing with, like, like people say, don't touch that stove, it's hot. And what we do? Put our hand on the stove. Or your mother tell you, you know, the reason, you know, that guy over here you dating, you know, he done been through some things, and, you know, he may be, but, Mommy, I love him. Mommy, I want to be with him. We don't want to listen. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts when we start talking about uh, we cannot who we love. When you said tell, tell, tell you my thoughts on what? 
on we can't help who we love. Is that really even love? Uh, I feel like you can help who you love. You you can control who you love. Like, there's no way that I'm going to, and that's the thing, like, you have to vet people, okay? You just don't need someone to fall in love. If you're carefully vetting someone, it's going to determine if you're, the qualities of that person, if they meet your expectations. If they don't meet your expectations, I don't feel like I can fall in love with you. I know I can't fall in love with you. Because emotionally, I'm not going to allow myself to. So I feel like we can help who we love. Um, but then you have, it could be like sometimes um, it could be a situation where someone um, is dealing with some self-esteem issues and if the person is nice to them but don't have the qualities, maybe they can fall victim, uh-huh. you know, of falling in love because that person is, is there for them to make them feel good, but not necessarily have the attributes of what they're looking for. So I Uh can see maybe someone falling in love in that realm. I can't, Uh but, you know, people are at different emotional levels. Joanne has posted something on Facebook, and she said, what type of love? There are different types. Yes, there are different types of love. Now, we start talking about a friend, a gobby love or dating love, one of the things that I'm more focused on in this topic is individuals that are in toxic relationships or they're in a relationship with someone that's broken, that's bringing in their path, that they're, they're, it's hard for them to move forward because they stuck where they are, and the other person is wanting more from that person, but that person is not even able, willing, really ready, or able to even give them more because they're still stuck in their brokenness. I remember, and I'll never forget, there was a guy that um, when I was in my 20s, girl, Larissa, this man was fine. When I say fine, this man was fine. But I didn't know much about drugs at that time. Mm-hmm. And the man was so, he, he used to hang out with my god brother. He was one of my god brother's friends. And the man was so strong, got on drugs, he became homeless. He became, and, he was, and his father was a pastor. So he grew up in a very well-to-do family, and there may have been some abuse there or whatever he went through. I really don't know his whole backstory, but I do remember I was, I was driving down the street one day, and I saw him on a bicycle looking toe up, the flow up, and when I saw him, I pulled over to speak to him. He saw me, too, and he thought I was going to ignore him, and he looked at me. He said, you know what, Jeanette? I'm you and I thought you da 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 for years and she said, Baby, I will give up my pipe for you. Girl, I looked at him and oh, I said, Uh uh-uh. oh, I am not competing with no pipe. <laughs> Don't do that exactly. But his spirit was broken as a child and as a young person, which caused him to go through some things in life, but by that same token, it wasn't like I was gonna ignore that person. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying, um, Joanne, in regards to what type of love. Joanne also posted they need to be healed before starting any relationship. That is true. But you know what? Sometimes, Joanne, individuals don't even know how to even start the healing process because many individuals get stuck in the victim process of what a person did to them, and they go take it out on other people. One of the things, and Joanne, you know with me, I say when I see people's character. When I see that character, or I see that I'm not, I'm not messing with this. This could be dangerous. Now, should you love someone who is broken? Now, you can't pick and choose and say a person is unlovable and all of that stuff. That's not fair to an individual, because everyone deserves to be loved. But you also got to start with loving yourself. Now, we have another caller calling in. Let me log on this person. Log in this person, basically. Hi, this is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Perfect Predicaments, number ending in 8-0. How are you doing? I'm fine. My name's Joe. I came because of the title of your show, Loving a Broken Person. Now, since I just got here, um, I would imagine that you probably describe what a broken person is. So, we actually um, went through, we went through some of the characteristics because they can vary. Give us some subjects of or okay. some of the things you've experienced with what a broken person may look like because it comes in all shapes and forms. I talked about financial. It could be past trauma. It could be, um, you know, hurt pains, things that they've experienced in life. 
What has been some of your experience in identifying what a broken person may look like? Well, to me, uh, well, uh, I guess somebody who is full of despair, I guess, in order to fulfill what what other people would imagine would be a broken person. But I think most people, even if they're not clinically diagnosed as being broken, even if they're not societally being seen as being broken, I think they're broken. Because when you take a look at relationships, people do not know how to have a relationship. Now, why is Uh that? So something is, so what I'm specifically, A lot of times we watch things on television. We have our own perception. We have our own, you got women that are looking for men to be like their daddy, or you got people that are rebelling. Some individuals are not relational. A lot of different things is how we identify a relationship. Yeah, well, to me it's two things. Um, the expectations that one has is, um, of the other person, they're irrational mm-hmm. most of the time, and selfishness. I think if people could give up just being selfish and realize that if I was not selfish towards you and you are not selfish towards me, we have a very good foundation towards building a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Now I'm getting feedback. Is that me or is there somebody else on the line? <laughs> No, it sounds like there was a little static. But you know what? But I like what you just said. It kind of goes into the term that people used to say, we got to be 50-50. No. If we 50-50, that means you hold a 50% from me and I'm holding 50% from you. If we 100-100, that means we've given it our all. And sometimes I know individuals that where you got two broken individuals and they think that together they can make one whole person, but yet they're bringing in their trauma and then you can, now you got a trauma bond. Now, I want to go into one of the things that I'm talking about, and I'm looking at something on the Internet, and it says five signs your lover is broken and how to be sensitive mm-hmm. to them because you don't want to re-victimize them. You don't want to bring them into your life and then hurt them just like they were already hurting because that's what they, many individuals are going to expect. One of the ways of identifying the brokenness is they have feelings of inadequacy. Now, a broken soul will always feel that they don't meet expectations. They're not good enough. They settle. You know, people are dealing mm-hmm. with situations where they're dealing with partners that they know can't commit or the person is married or the person got trauma or the person has addictions or, you know, there's a lot of different things. Because people are not unlovable, but there are some hurt individuals out there. But these feelings of inadequacy sometimes come from that inner child, that part of them that where something may have happened. So what is your take on that, caller? when part of the brokenness is they have feelings of inadequacy? Well, I think it's a very real uh, neurosis. Um, it's also, there's also um, something similar to that called the imposter syndrome, where to cover up their inadequacies, they want to, they, um, they, they present a particular persona, but they know that that persona is not real, or at least they feel that what the public or their friends or their families um, perceive of them is not real. So broken broken people, you you just said earlier, the, it's not that they don't deserve to be loved. Yes, they do. But do mm-hmm. we have the time and the energy to convert them into lovable people that will reciprocate? You see, I'm all about reciprocation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're broken, mm-hmm. um, and, and if I formed an attachment for you that's strong within the first two or three months, I will stay on a bit and try to help because I realize that mm-hmm. people have trauma. Um, they don't mm-hmm. even realize sometimes what the trauma is. But at the same time, I need love. I, can, I, I want to be a person who gives and receives. I cannot be a caretaker. There you go. There you go. So, there you, you know. Go. That's that's real. What you just said right there, that is real. I don't want to be a caretaker. I see your brokenness. I've said before, here's the difference between a person with baggage versus a person with trauma. Now, I can see your baggage. Together we can build. Together we can mend. We can do all of this with your baggage. But your trauma, if your trauma, and if you have not worked on what traumatized you, you may now victimize other people and not even realize it, and that's a part of your trauma. And like you said, you don't want to be a caretaker. 
But yet, there's sometimes individuals that are broken that will go to other individuals, one of people, to fix them. I remember being a therapist, a woman came in my office and said, can you fix me? I opened up my, my drawer, I pulled out a hammer, a screwdriver, some pliers. I said, how am I supposed to fix you? You can't fix people like that. You can heal, and when you see that scar, you know where it came from. But it doesn't mean that's where you are today or where you may be tomorrow. So when we start talking about that brokenness, and you've got to start with wanting to be healed, wanting to feel better, and not wanting to punish individuals for some of the things that may have happened to you. Because there are some individuals, they, they enjoy going around making other people's lives miserable because of things that have happened to them. Some may be aware of it, some may not. Yeah, well, that's true. There are a lot of people who I remember reading a long time ago that um, a lot of times when people hurt other people, it's not that they are targeting those people per se. It's because they were hurt in the past, and now you're available for them to take it out on you. Wait a minute. I think I got a ghost. (laughs) I got a ghost. Uh, Wait a minute. No, I'm serious. I got a ghost. I'm sitting there talking to you. One of my ex-husbands yeah, was, I, and somehow somebody just posted on my Facebook, on Facebook uh-huh. Live, Byron Lewis is watching. Byron Lewis could not be watching because Byron Lewis has passed away. So whoever got a hold of Byron Lewis' account, Lord, I know Byron is not hunting me from the dead. I know he is not, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. And you know what? And I'm going to say because they just popped up on his Facebook page, whoever got access to his page. No, Joanne, I'm serious. <laughs> it says Byron Lewis is watching with Byron's picture on my face. Look at that, me. So rest in, peace, rest in peace, Byron, because that was one of the things, and I will say that about loving a broken person. I did not realize, and I have been doing Byron since I was 14 years old. I did not realize Byron's brokenness. I thought that because we grew up in the same environment, because we had been friends for so long, because we would be able to to do things, and I was a friend that was ride or die. Byron knew I had his back, and I always thought that Byron had my back. But when I saw Byron's character, and I saw Byron for who he really was, And when I saw that Byron was broken and was unforgiven of those that have hurt him, because I never hurt him, when I I say never, but when I saw his pain and his brokenness and he didn't want to do anything about it, and I saw how he was willing to hurt other people, I had to isolate myself from that. And that kind of can go into this, so whoever's on his page, that kind of brings to that loving a broken person because how can you love someone that has been through so much that you're trying to give so much to, but yet they don't know how to reciprocate it because they think that the whole world is against them or they think that because people have and I don't and I'm going That's thank you. Like I said, wherever goes from heaven, I'm the Lord Byron, how you did that. But, okay, I got you. But the problem is, like they say, hurt people can hurt other people. So when you're talking about being in love with that person, what does that love even look like? It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Now, I've got a caller coming in, calling in. Let me log on this person. Who, Jesus? <laughs> All right, this is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 3-3. What would you like to add to the show about loving a broken person? Oh, my God. <laughs> you throw me on the spot there. Oh, well, you know what? Loving a broken... uh, I didn't even get a chance to even put a lot of the information out because I've been like, whew, trying to get this show together. But what do you want to add to the show about loving a broken person? Because we, we know, and, you, and I know who you are. I know who you are. And I'm going to say I've watched you in your brokenness. I've watched you be in relationships. I've watched you take your brokenness out on other people. I've watched people try to pour into you because you was brought to me by a person that felt you was broken and wanted me to help you. Now, I understand who you were because of the things that have happened to you. How did you go about your healing process? Let's talk about that because you had to acknowledge 
I'm hurt. And I don't want to hurt nobody. Oh, my no God. I know I threw you under the bus. So that's what you get for calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep breath. Um, first of all, you have to... Um, for me, I had to go to God and take all my broken pieces and just surrender mm-hmm. to him. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, I had to recognize that I'm important in this life and um, I have a huge influence and I serve a no matter what God. Mm-hmm. No matter what, what what we're faced with a doctor's report, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, ticket that you need to pay from from driving with a telephone on your ear type tickets, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. He, he's going to provide for you. He's going to provide the healing. He's going to provide the process of what you need to go through in order to become what he wants you to be. And So what I'm to, to say, Nancy... Part of once you acknowledge that you're hurting in the area, you know, like I said, forgiveness is real. Forgiveness is huge. And that was something that I could not get my ex-husband to do was to forgive. He was mad. Yep. He was angry. He was vindictive. He was going to hurt people. And I hate to would you say? Would you say that the essence of a broken person, the kind of broken people that you're talking about, Okay, it's outside of narcissists and people who have really deep trauma and really want to hurt people because maybe they've turned into psychopaths. Would you say that the real essence would be that they don't trust other people to accept them for how they want to be accepted? Would you say that would be the it's essence? A combination of both. It's a combination of both. I'm going to say this from a therapeutic perspective as a therapist. It goes back to the first thing that I indicated in regards to they have a feeling of inadequacy. A lot of individuals fear of, I'm not going to say fear, but it is a fear. Narcissism and we had before antisocial personality disorder, we, we, and it's not about putting a label on a person because it could be from a bad breakup. It could be from a parent that you trust your parents because your first relationship is with your parents and they may have not been there for you or abused you. So the brokenness can come from a lot of different ways. Now, if a person has a clinical diagnosis of, of a disorder, and that doesn't mean that they're broken because they can be in therapy and getting some help. But if the individual is not getting help, and then yet here comes somebody like, like the old saying, go, don't trust the big button and smile, to where you're looking at this person is like, I love them, I want to be with them, I want this person to be my wife, my husband, but yet they're carrying this stuff that they don't want to let go of, and it's, they're feeding it, and, and, and now you're frustrated because you're trying to do everything human possibly to I know, that's, my, that's what I was getting. Unhealthy person. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. See, that's what I'm getting to. I mean, there are people who have inferiority complexes, narcissism, all that kind of good stuff. Here's my, here's my bottom line question to you. If, let's say I'm a broken person, according to the, uh, to the definition and the uh, experiences that you've had. Okay? So I'm broken to just about everybody. But I meet somebody, and I know that she will accept me, respect me, and appreciate me for those good qualities I have. And she won't, mm-hmm. she won't leave me if I show her my warts. Will I then become more or less cured or at least on the way to being cured? Well, it, we, it depends on when we talk about cure. This is where I see a problem that happens. Okay, forget and cure. How about getting better? So I can be trusted, laugh out laugh loud. The problem is that fear is still there and that abandonment. The inner child of people are afraid that you're not going to accept me for who I am. You're not going to like what you see. And it goes back to what you said about the imposter syndrome. We don't know what a person's going to do because people can fall out of love if we're talking about a marriage or a dating relationship. I know. That's my question. That's why I'm getting down to the bottom line question. If I'm broken because of that and I meet somebody and I know that that person will accept me, warts and all, okay, absolutely accept me. She, now, she won't accept my being uh, an axe murderer, 
but she may accept my being late. She may accept me crying at times. Um, she may accept me lying at, to- at times because she knows I'm broken, and she will not hurt okay. me. I know she won't hurt me. I know she will appreciate me. She'll respect me. Will that, that particular personality and character of hers, that giving of hers, will that help me to reduce my trauma, help me to become less broken? No. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. No. And I'm going to say why. If you're still lying, you're not being honest with her. So now you're hurting her. You don't trust her because you're lying. And what happens is when you heal and you can be who you are and you accept who you are, whether a person accepts you or not, then you healed. Because it doesn't matter what other people think about you. See, when we talk about the brokenness, it's like this. If I just break a glass and I glue it back together, there's going to be some cracks. The water may not stay. The water may be coming out from all different angles. Now, the person that I'm with may be able to catch the water for me, may be able to let me know, okay, Jeanette, it's okay if you wet the floor, and I could be comfortable with that. But I don't know if that person's going to be there forever, but I'm not going to operate in fear of thinking this person's going to reject me, they're going to leave me, they're going to treat me like everybody else. Because sometimes we put people in a box. So when we talk about a cure... That's why I said that person that person has accepted me. Let's say I dated her for six months. She has accepted me. I believe that she's not going to leave me unless I really, really become outrageous. Will that help? It can help, but then it goes to relationship anxiety. Sometimes people are waiting on a ball to drop. They're waiting on a person to reject them. They're waiting on a person... So they're there now, but it's like, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I used to see a guy. Okay. Guy was handsome. Mm-hmm. Guy had a lot going on for himself. He would ask me, why do you want me? Why are you with me? Why are you? And it got mm-hmm. on my nerves. Because I couldn't understand why you feel this way about you. So he would reject himself and project it onto me. And I was frustrated. And I was like, I right. don't. Get it, but I didn't understand his brokenness. I didn't understand how you can present to the world like you got it all together, and now I'm looking at this inner child, this man that's just hurt, this man that is striving for love, and I was I, I couldn't get it. I just did not get it. So no matter, and, and we still talk. I still haven't totally abandoned this man. But he would, and what happened with, with most individuals that are broken, they can break you too, or they will frustrate you. It's like a, okay, I'll give you this analogy. It's like a parent picking up a child because Joanne wants to join. Okay. It's like a parent adopting a child. Just because you adopted that child doesn't mean that that child wants to really be in your home. So that child will sabotage, challenge you, do everything to try to make you or try to convince, they want you to convince them to say that you love them. And they're going to put you through some trials and some tribulations. But you know that the child was adopted. You know that the child had parents that may have whatever the case may be. And But this child is going to do that to you. Sometimes we as grown people do the same thing kids do. Now, Joanne, I'm looking, you indicated that you wanted to join in, but I can't. It's not letting me bring you in. So, Joanne, I need you to send me a request again, and then either I can bring you on to Facebook Live with me, or you can call in. If you want to join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. So I want to say this. It's a process. We all have been through some things. Many individuals have been cheated on. Just because you've been cheated on don't mean you've got to go into another relationship feeling rejected or that you're unloved or that the next person is going to cheat on you. But if you go into that relationship and you notice the other person you're in a relationship with told you, I don't want to be in a committed relationship, that's where we get caught up at. Okay, so what will it take for a broken person? What will it take for a broken person to get into a healthy relationship? For that broken person to become healthy. For that broken person to accept who they are for that broken person to be able to understand defense mechanisms, 
for that person to be able to be able to relate to their own complex emotions, for that person to love how to love themselves despite if other people love them back, for that broken person to realize when they see the red flags and trauma that they have to also realize that you cannot trust everyone, you have to be able to trust yourself, is loving and trusting yourself. Well, uh, the loving and trusting oneself and uh, liking oneself, that's that's going to be, for me, a hard thing to accept as being helpful. Because if a person knows that they're a pain in the ass, that they can't be trusted, and they have trauma, even if they don't recognize what that trauma is, and they go about messing up every situation with everybody that they meet, they how can they love themselves when they know that they're uh, a pain in the ass? You can't love yourself if you're... <laughs> If you're a, um, uh, a screw-up all the time. Let me, let me say this. Some people you may think love themselves, and some people are a pain in the ass because that's how they feel about themselves. So, therefore, your question was, how can you and how do you work on the brokenness? You work on the brokenness by even if I've done some things in the past, even if I've hurt someone in the past, and even if I was broken, I don't have to stay broken. I can forgive myself for the things that I've done. You and I were on here talking. You and I are on this radio talking. My ex-husband passed away September the 25th. His name, his face, everything just popped up on this page. And he was a pure example of a broken person that I did not realize was broken to the degree that he was, to the point to where he I died. I know, you said that. Yeah. And the sad right, part about it was... That. He, yeah. you, if you met him, you would have never known. If you was in his presence, well, maybe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have gotten. You wouldn't even have known he was broken. Because see, when people are broken, they don't always walk around with fragile on top of their forehead. But they can victimize other people, like you said, being a pain in the ass. So sometimes yeah. when you can see understand a person a pain in the ass, why would you entertain that unless one may have codependency issues? to where they want to go around and fixing everybody, and that's where you have to be careful. Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't want now, to be let me, a caretaker. Let me say something about Act, another thing yeah. with broken individuals when you, you ask the question about how can you are the characteristic of a broken person. One of the characteristics is they seem overly sensitive. When I work with children, especially children, their parents say they're oppositional defiant, they're rude, they're, they're disrespectful, one of the things that I've learned is kids are not bad, they're mad. They've been hurt. You want to address that pain to heal the pain. If my head hurt or my tooth hurts, I can't function. So I'm going to have a bad day. So what can I do to make my day better? Now, if somebody else is calling in, let me log on this caller. Give me one second. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number NN19. What would you like to add to the show? Hi, Jeanette. It's Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Now, what do you want to add to the show as we're talking about loving a broken person? Because it can be challenging. It can present this way. I use the examples of kids. I've used the examples. Sometimes we see it in workplace. Sometimes we see it in marriage and dating. Sometimes we even see it our parents can be broken. And we want to love our parents. And they're dealing with some trauma and some stuff and some, it's like, ooh, this is just too much. So what do you want to add to the show? Um, I, was li- I was listening while I was out walking, so I've heard some good um, comments so far. Um, but for me, um, I can relate to family, personal, uh, siblings, uh, brokenness. Um, and for me, one of the ladies, uh, the caller said um, she went to God. I can relate to that, too. I was raised in the church from birth, and it's like the church world, that's all I knew. So I was listening and, and listening and learning things from other people, but I was not living it and applying it to myself. When I started reading and learning for myself, then things started to change for me and my brokenness. Now, um, I'm not going to just um, apply religion to this, but, you know, life as a whole, you see people uh, 
out of me, I'm going to say myself, I see people out of my vision, um, the way that I perceive them is how I am. When I was broken, I always looked at people like, oh, she looks like this or he looks like that because I was broken. Now my vision, the way I look at people, I look for positive things. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, she, I, she has beautiful white teeth or he has, he's tall and strong. He looks tall and strong and happy, and I look for positive things. So long story short, if, when you're broken, you're looking at people from a broken perspective. But when you're healed, you're looking, you're looking at them in a different way. You can still recognize a broken person, and you decide whether you want to interact with that person. Okay. There you go. That's I what like I that. do. If you're broken, if you're broken, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Go, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you, I, I like to say. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, what, 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 what you said was you make a conscious decision of whether you want to entertain yes. that. Now, you've been knowing me for yes. a while. You've been around me. You watch yes. me. Some of the people that I've talked about, you know who I'm talking about. And yes. I didn't realize their broken spirit. Realize their broken souls, and no matter how I may have tried to patch them, no matter how I may have tried to dress it up, I couldn't do nothing with their brokenness. But I couldn't let them break through. Right. With your spirit, you're trying to love them. I'll give you a prime example. When you're trying to love someone more than they love themselves. Right, and I learned that, you know, um, what's that saying, that I am my brother's keeper, um, your burdens are my burdens. That's not true to me. God is a burden bearer, so I cast my cares on him. I'm not, I'm not equipped to carry anyone else's burdens. Only that person and God knows how deep those burdens go and how far back they go. It could take a lifetime for some people to heal, when they don't want to surrender or they don't want to get hope for that heal, you know, that broken part of their life. And some people don't, they you don't think they're broken. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. First of all, with loving a broken person, the broken person got to first acknowledge how they became broken, who hurt them, mm-hmm. how they hurt them. Once you gain your power back, you don't have to stay broken. We all have been through some things. We all have had some life challenges, some disappointments. But it doesn't mean we got to mm-hmm. stay disappointed. So we walk around, and it kind of goes into what's in regards to why are you feeling broken? What happened? What is this about? And, no, you can't trust everybody with your stuff. You know, everybody mm-hmm. you can't go to. But when you said, like, surrender, deliver, some people may not know what that means. But sometimes, right. even as your parents, sometimes parents got to say to their children, I apologize for what I put you through. Because we will break, we, most of the time, we not only break people by what we've done to them, we can break a person by what we've said to them. Words mm-hmm. are power. So, and that leads to right. when we start talking about how do we identify it, look at their self-esteem. How do they present themselves? How do they represent themselves? What are the words that are coming out of their mouth? You can learn a lot about right. what they say. That's right. I've counseled a lot of young women, and first, they didn't know they were, quote, broken or needed mm-hmm. any help. They just knew, I'm depressed. I'm sad all the time. Why, does, why don't anybody like me? Why do I always end <laughs> up? in a certain type of relationship. And in my experience, it starts with identifying who you are, self-identification. Mm-hmm. Like I went all the way back to where my mom, my mom's parents, where she was raised, how she was raised. Because a lot of the things that my mom did and that she taught us is because of what she learned from her parents. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. I had to unlearn a lot of things that was taught by my mother because not everything that she taught me wasn't right for me and how the, my character and identity. Not that it's wrong. Correct. It just wasn't right for me. She gave me what she had. And so there I switched go. some things up when I had a daughter. I have a daughter, so I switched some things up in raising her. That works for me mm-hmm. and my daughter. 
My mom told me mm-hmm. kids are not to be heard but seen. So I grew up silent. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. ask questions. Whatever she said was law. You couldn't ask why, what, when, where. You no, know, this is what I said. That's it. You don't ask questions. So I switched that up mm-hmm. with my daughter. My daughter is allowed to ask questions. You, you don't understand? Ask why. Well, you know what, so, Joanne? That goes into the other thing about not only the self-esteem, but you can tell if a person is broken, it's because they lack good communication. Communication yes, is huge. communication. You can't or, help like, yes. if I talk to a kid and you say, what's wrong? And they cry, uh, 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 what's the matter? They can't get it out. Lack of clear they say, and I honest don't communication. Know. Correct. Yes. And any circumstance could lead to emotional turmoil and severe unhappiness. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. They're not happy with themselves. So, therefore, right. you have to they learn how to communicate. Right, Jeanette, communication is important. Kids would say, I don't know. My daughter would say, I don't know. I taught her to express her open words. You, try to mm-hmm. express yourself. Tell me what's wrong. Then I can better advise you. I can help you. I can better, you know, offer opinion. But if you don't know, then I can't help you. But my mom never taught Correct. me that. Again, we were taught to be silent. So communication is very important. Mm-hmm. I have something to say. You're talking about mm-hmm. talking about broken relationships and brokenness. When you lost your parents, I, I lost my parents. Um, my dad died in 95 and my mom died in 99. And um, on two major holidays, my dad died um, New Year's and my mom died on Halloween. And it just resurfaces the trauma that, I went through dealing with them having cancer and relearning. Re, you have to relearn. You can't just sit in the trauma bond experience, being addicted to the trauma. You've got to let go and release that so you're not an asshole. I'm sorry for saying it like that. Excuse my language. So you're not no, we a jackass to everybody around you. You got to deal with mm-hmm. your own inner self so that you can mm-hmm. heal. That is true. And, but you know what? Sometimes people are afraid to heal. And it goes back to what you're talking about with post traumatic stress disorder. For a long time, individuals thought that that only applied to individuals in the military. Even in your home, right. even in what you're going through. Hey, Brenda, how you doing, Brenda? PTSD is real. Post. It what is. Happened? It is. Addict. It affected you in many ways. Stress is bringing up anxiety. It's bringing up these different things. So part of that is individuals can learn how to adapt by changing their thought process and how they handle things. Like I said, just because something happens to you doesn't mean you got to take it out on somebody else. Just because you're broken and you're going through some things right now doesn't mean you got to stay broken. We all, we all can heal. Just because you got a cold, don't mean you got to die from the cold. That's the best way I can put it. Don't let your brokenness kill you. And don't let your brokenness affect other people. Because that impact is huge. So when we also talk about, when we talk about um, loving a broken person, it's a lack of support system. We think that our love is enough. It's not. We think no, that if I'm, I'm there for you, no, because you might wake up one morning and they go. You done set up there, you done mm-hmm. do all of this, you done try to help this person. That's what that person do. Their brokenness, they could be a runner. Their brokenness could make them afraid to love someone else or be in a committed relationship with someone else or to be able to bond with someone else. So we talk about the lack of support system, a sufficient and quality support system that includes genuine friends. Friends being there for you, family being there for you, acquaintances being there for you. But sometimes people don't know how to be there for you. And if they don't know how to be there for you, girl, show up at your own party. Let them know, you know what, this is hurting me, it's bothering me, but I will get through this. And not inflict it on to other individuals. Now, another thing is, is coping. And then when we also talk about the loving a broken person, part of that brokenness is individuals fail to see their own potential. And, Joanne, I know you're good at this. You see potentials in people that they may not even see within themselves. 
and you have potentials within you that you didn't even acknowledge within yourself because you kept it dormant for so long. Mm-hmm. So you're never too old to flourish and grow and heal. And that that goes back to me not knowing who I was and not having confidence in who I am. I grew up with nine, eight other siblings, so I looked at them, oh, boy, they are talented. They are gifted. I didn't think I had a gift to share. But once I got to know me and liked me, then I knew mm-hmm. everybody has a gift. Everyone is special. Mm-hmm. So that's what I impart to other people. Mm-hmm. I on them. Focus on Focus on yourself and what you like. So. Correct. Well, again, part of the brokenness, heal yourself. I'm thinking of a, a breaking your arm, getting a split, fixing yourself, working on you, becoming a better you. So I want to say, I know we only got like four minutes left in the show, and I did not put a lot of information out there. Um, cousin, anything you want to say? Larissa, I know you're still there. I can't hear her. I gotta go in and scream. Riri! I'm sorry, I was on mute. Oh. No, I'm just listening <laughs> in and working at. <sighs> I know. I just turned my head and was like, Riri! <laughs> Anything you want to say? Because I want to put this out there too. Because my cousin is in the fitness field. She does a lot of recreating individuals, and sometimes we think of our brokenness as how we look and how we feel about ourselves how we treat ourselves, how we reward ourselves, as well as how we punish ourselves. That kind of adds and contributes to our brokenness. So, Riri, what do you want the listeners to know? Because, like I said, I know you work with a lot of women as well as men as regards to their self-esteem because sometimes what we do is we become overeating or we start indulging in things. I was watching, um, I think it was on Netflix. I went to the movie yesterday called Harlem. And I was listening to these women, and they were all broken in some capacity. They were broken. But yet they were working on each other, but they had a strong support system within one another. Now, when individuals are coming to you, Riri, and they have this sense of brokenness, and you're trying to help them to recreate who they are, changing what they look like. And, and when you first saw me when I got out the car, you was like, dang, cousin. you know? <laughs> But for years, cousin, I didn't even know what the hell I looked like. <laughs> so... What do you want the listeners to know in regards to some of the things that you see with brokenness and broken individuals when they're coming to you for fitness? Well, one, for one, society plays a big uh, hold on the way people see themselves, um, especially so, social media, you know, it's a trait that we should look a certain way. And mentally that affects a lot of people because when they look at these people on social media, they feel like they aren't good enough, um, so they start beating themselves up mentally, starting wanting to take alternative routes that may not be, um, you know, quite healthy in my eyes um, for them to do. I try and encourage people to take care of your inner health, um, and it'll exude on the out, outward appearance, and even mentally, um, because when you can look in the mirror and you love who you are and you're confident in who you are, it, it boosts uh-huh. your self-esteem and it gives you a stronger um, mental state of being. And with that being said, if you're you're mentally strong and you're feeling good about yourself, you're not going to um, be as um, what's the right word to use. You're not going to be. Um, it could save you from being in, in situations to, to be vulnerable to things that aren't in alignment to what's good for you or to what you want. So. I just like to just tell people to start loving on yourself where you are. None of us are perfect. Um, if if you're comparing yourself to others, that's that's like you just kind of like just beating yourself up because you know you're always going to have somebody else that's prettier, that's more fit, that's smarter, that's you know, and and um, although in your eyes they may seem like they have it all together, none of us have it all together. So. Just be patient and be gentle with yourself, you know, and just love yourself where you are and appreciate what you have because there's someone else that's always worse off than you. And you'll just start seeing life just a little bit, you know, easier to navigate through when you look at it in that perspective. And just stay and healthy. Things, like, when we're talking about the brokenness, it's the emotional damage. 
Sometimes emotionally we carry some like stuff. Now on Tuesdays is when I do the show from the pulpit to the couch. And it just came to me, and I want to talk about carrying the weight of the world. Because sometimes we carry so much worldly things into our existence. We try to make ourselves and make our lives the way that that's not even the way that it's not even part, maybe not even be part of our purpose in life. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I'll put the information out. You can share the link with other individuals. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about carrying the weight of the world. So thank you again. Appreciate you. Take care. Bye-bye. Great show. Great show. Thank you. Okay, bye